Coming up, Roman Reigns. He is the tribal chief. And that's a phrase that I think we're going to be hearing a lot heading into the rest of 2020. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. Before we get into today's show, let me let you know what to do if this is your first time. First and foremost, thank you. Welcome. I'm always happy to meet new wrestling fans, new listeners, new viewers. So if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead, hit the subscribe button, click the bell notifications, turn it on, tell your friends about it. The Wrestling Realm is where you want to be. Folks, I talked to the real Dwayne Allen the other day. I'm telling you, y'all will be excited uh, for some of the stuff that we're going to bring forth to you. Stuff that you guys and gals will love to participate in. And we can't wait. That's all I'm going to say about that. But go ahead, hit the subscribe button. Like us on Facebook. Uh, go to YouTube. Um, if you're listening in the car, you know, pull over. Go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching, but you may want to catch this on your uh, iPod next time. Or your, you know, your iPad or something. Go ahead, download Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button to Wrestling Realm. So... And we also, just to let you know, we are also, if you're not an Apple person, maybe you're an Android person, we got you covered there on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Pandora Podcast. Now, folks, Roman Reigns, he's the tribal chief. We saw this past week, um, last Sunday, he obliterated his cousin, Jay Uso. This past Friday on SmackDown, he discussed how it was the worst moment of his life. The worst moment of his career is simply saying, I loved you. I didn't want to have to do this to you, but you made me do it. Jay wasn't trying to hear none of that. And now they're going to do it again. They are going to wrestle again, or it's just a fight again. Hell in a cell. We all know the Usos are no strangers to Hell in a Cell as they went toe-to-toe with the New Day a few years ago. And to me, one of the best tag team Hell in a Cell matches in history. Roman has obviously had his um, matches in the Hell in a Cell. Uh, he was U.S. champion where he defeated Rusev. So there's a lot at stake here. He, I don't know if they're going to put it in the cell. wouldn't see why not. But Roman promises to make this some of the highest stakes in the history of WWE. So it makes you wonder, what could it be? Is he, is he going to become the leader of his family? Is he going to become? I, I don't know. We've seen careers on the line. We've seen money on the line. So what can they do? Obviously, we've seen titles on the line. We've seen the fact that you can't get another title shot. So what could the highest stakes be? You know, could it be, you know, removing his father from the Hall of Fame? Uh, Could it be, you know, kicking him out the family? I don't know. And that's what I wonder, you know. And I'm happy to see that we're going to get another match right here. Because it's going to be cool to the fact that we do get another matchup between these two. We do know the draft is coming up next week. So I'm interested to see what happens there. But I don't, I think Roman honestly stays on SmackDown. 
I know some people don't really care for the blue universal championship. Shout out to real Dwayne Allen. Uh, but <laughs> there, you know, this talks about, well, Roman is the guy. They are, you know, and the A show, B show fans look at it as SmackDown. I guess now is the A show, even though the history tells us raw is the A show, but I just find it hard for Fox to kind of unnegotiate that deal. I think they want Roman Reigns right on SmackDown. So I'm definitely interested to see what happens. But I do think, I, I do love the fact that they're getting another matchup. It's not rushing anybody else. But it's also keeping Jay Uso relevant. With Jimmy Hurt, and a lot of times you don't see uh, tag teams like this who are you know legitimately brothers, in this case twins, go forth and do stuff on their own. Uh, you go back to the head shrinkers, Rikishi, their dad had a whole, you know, when he was 5'2", he had a whole makeover. He went to uh, 5'2", and being that kind of that positive person making a difference, and then he became the Sultan, and then he became Rikishi. So you don't remember him as head shrinker 5'2". So that's the thing. You, I don't see Jimmy or Jay kind of having that type of makeover that their dad did. However, and I also don't see him holding singles gold. You know, he got a huge win over AJ Styles on Friday. I'm just wondering what happens next. I love the fact that this is the fa- this big family affair. I think this takes us into the obvious WrestleMania. That's, you know, that's where I feel about that. So we'll see. Um, Sami Zayn still your intercontinental champion him and Jeff Hardy had a great match in the main event of Smackdown and I'm excited to see Sami Zayn run with this he is entertaining I thought that he was the ultimate good guy and just kind of that Tommy Dreamer like who just couldn't win the big ones and then when he did you know he finally won the NXT championship after what felt like a million tries trying trying to defeat at the time Adrian Neville Kevin Owens showed up and took the title from him. But then, he, you know, he had that classic with Shinsuke Nakamura. And then he comes to the main roster. And he was such a huge baby face until he shocked the world when he teamed with Kevin Owens. So I really love the fact that now we kind of get to see his personality. He's looking different. We see an evolution in the character of Sami Zayn. And I'm wondering what happens next with this IC championship. Uh, Evolution. Speaking of evolution, Andrade, he has made it known, you know, (laughs) Zelina Vega and um, um, Angel Garza was holding him back. So he's done with them. I'm not really excited about this move, folks. I like the pairing, even if they got rid of Garza. I like the pairing of Andrade and Zelina. She got him to the NXT World Championship. So you mean to tell me that all of this now they're going to get, you know, they're going to break this up? I think this is dangerous because I honestly don't know where they go with Zelina Vega. I'm curious to see what happens because I, I like her in the manager role. And, and to me, honestly, let's be real. As long as Oscar's holding that women's championship, it's only a handful of people that it's believable that they beat her. So I understand people like Oscar. Shout out to my girl Britt Waters. I understand that people like her, but I do think when she's the champion, it's limited because how believable is it? You know, and it was. I would even go as far as to say the way she was booked. It was more. She's the 
person that has less people that's believable that will be her more than uh, Charlotte Flair, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky Lynch. Those ladies, you feel like, okay, those girls can run with her. But because Asuka came in and completely dominated in NXT, now when I watch, anytime she loses, it just feels like it's forced unless it's a Charlotte Flair that beats her. Or unless it's a, um, what's her name, Becky Lynch that beats her. You know, I think Shayna could beat her. But even with Sasha and Bayley, it was more gimmicked when they won. It wasn't real. It was, it was, you know, a lot of shenanigans. So that's what I'm wondering. But in the end, I don't like Zelina Vega being in limbo. I think that's where she's headed. Just like Keith Lee. Do I believe Keith Lee is going to take the title off Drew McIntyre? No, I think he did get the hot shot to the title. I will probably buy it more if there was a heel champion, but because it's Drew McIntyre, I think you have to have a strong heel. If it's not Randy Orton, then who? But that's going to have to be the person to take the championship off of him. Now, I said the draft is coming up. Do not be surprised if Baron Corbin makes his way to Raw and is a top challenger for the championship. That's that's the first person that I'm thinking of, you know, as far as superstar. And I want to know what my boy Antonio Banks thinks because I know Banks and uh, Banks, Britt, and my boy Blake are huge Corbin fans. Um, and I know there's some out there. What do y'all think? Will Corbin be the one to make the ship to jump the Raw, and will he be the one to challenge and possibly take the championship of Drew McIntyre? That's what I'm interested to see because I think McIntyre gets the Royal Rumble winner opponent if he holds the title of WrestleMania. I don't need him to. I'm going to be straight up. I don't need him to hold the title of WrestleMania, and quite frankly, even if Orton takes the title from him, I don't need McIntyre to have that rematch all over again. You know, quite frankly, I would like to see Lashley do it, but we already saw now, you know, it's kind of done with. But now the Hurt Business is kind of more legit, then maybe you can go that direction. Maybe. So, um, speaking of McIntyre, uh, Bobby Roode returned this week on Monday Night Raw. You know, he was, McIntyre said anybody can have a title shot, but they couldn't have had a championship match before and Bobby Roode stepped up to the challenge so it was good to see him but I'm understanding not sure how true it is but I was reading that it looks like James Storm is on his way and they're gonna you know rekindle beer money um in WWE so I would like to see that I'm disappointed in Bobby Roode's uh, WWE run I'm not gonna lie to you folks I've been disappointed because this is somebody that I wanted in the WWE so bad I wanted his my dream matches was Bobby Roode and Randy Orton and Bobby Roode and Triple H. We kind of, we got him in Orton, but it was a dud. And we got him in Triple H squaring off, you know, kind of mixing it up in the uh, Survivor Series. But it wasn't like glorious. And I felt like there was a huge ball dropped here where that glorious gimmick was over in NXT. And they brought him up as a face where I think he could have really taken that to new heights in arenas filled you imagine 30,000 people just yelling glorious and him being able to be a cocky heel kind of like the day's version of ravishing rick rude i mean if it if it works you got to go with it sometimes you can't be like nah we're not gonna do it because we don't want to mimic something if it works you go with it that's that's just the way i feel so 
And Sasha and Bailey, Sasha and Bailey, Sasha and Bailey. These two will take on each other this week, um, this coming week on SmackDown for the Women's Championship, and I'm not excited. I know some people say, can they really drag this to WrestleMania? Now, the way I'm seeing it is, if I could put a booking hat on, and if I was booking, Sasha would come close, and then she would pass out. And then she would not be medically cleared. She would pass out, or she, the match would stop due to excessive injury, and therefore... We put this on delay, put it on ice, and then let her come back. But I'm really hoping it's not a blow-off and Sasha gets drafted to Monday Night Raw because then that's going to suck. There is money in Sasha and Bailey, And I don't think, I think there's a lot of variables. But again, I'm not a writer, but there's a lot of variables I think that's being rushed a little too soon. I would not mind Bailey holding the championship all the way to next year's WrestleMania. I know it would be almost uh, close to a two-year run. So what? It would be a year and a half. So what? She's somebody who has been entertaining with the championship. She's a great heel. Um, you could make an argument of her being the best wrestler out of four horsewomen. So why not? Why not? But folks, I'm going to take a break. Um, I spoke to you guys last week about this documentary that I've been working on. Shout out to my boy, Blake Thomas. Well, we dropped episode one. Shout out to those who checked out episode one. Appreciate it. Episode two, the story of WSU, Women's Superstars Uncensored, or now known as Women's Superstars United. We both worked there together, and uh, Blake was the booker, and I was the social media manager. Uh, and if you watch that episode, you'll see the ups, downs, the highs and lows. You'll hear from Faye Jackson, Kiara Hogan, Sue Young, uh, Leva Bates, and a couple others. And you'll kind of get an insight. Oh, definitely Allie. Allie was the champion. Um, and Mercedes Martinez and more. But you'll get an insight on kind of what happened there. The ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. Here's a clip from that. I'll be back after this. He's one of those people that he is just so passionate about this business, especially women's wrestling, that he knows what he's doing and what he's talking about. And he knows the type of show that people want to see. And I don't think people appreciate that. Like, he is the brain behind WSU. I look back at some of the footage that we're using for this story, and um, I see where I used to be at towards the end of the time at WSU. Um, I did everything for that roster and I put them in front of me. I'm a selfless person, man. I'm, my big thing is I want to see everybody succeed. I, I, I tell, and you can ask a lot of my friends, I tell people this a lot. Who wants to party at the top of a mountain by themselves? when you can party with everybody else that puts in just much, just as much work as you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And I'm back. So make sure y'all check that out. 
I promise you will enjoy it um, as we definitely had a lot of fun putting this together. Um, so it's available on B Waters Productions YouTube channel. It's my other YouTube channel. It's available there. You can check it out. Episode three. By the time this comes out, if you're watching it on Saturday when I'm recording it later in the afternoon, um, you have to wait till tomorrow comes out uh, every Tuesday, Sunday and every Thursday. So episode one is the story of Ring of Honor and Real Championship Wrestling Baltimore. Episode two, story of WSU. Episode three, you will find out more about him as a photographer. So, the Kevin Owens, Alexa Bliss, they, he was on, you know, she was on his show. And she revealed kind of why she gets caught up into everything with The Fiend. And, you know, this was certainly interesting. As uh, The Fiend would attack KO, I think a lot of people, after they saw this, they automatically penciling in that... Um, KO's coming to SmackDown permanently. I know he still have a beef with Aleister Black. I wouldn't be surprised because KO put it out there that, you know, the stuff going on with The Fiend kind of reminds him of Aleister Black. So I wouldn't be surprised if we did see The Fiend and if Aleister Black joined up with The Fiend. I think that could help him, honestly. The wrestling is there. The character is just hard to connect with. Um, so people, it just... It feels like he's just kind of lost. When he was in NXT, he was one of, you know, he's, he's an indie guy. So he was one of the people that, you know, the people loved and it worked. But now on the main roster, and I think not having a crowd, it's a lot of stuff. I know that I just haven't been interested in what he's been doing, you know. But, like, if you put him in the ring, you, he's almost a walking five-star match without a doubt. But how do you get the character over? So, but I did like The Fiend and Alexa Bliss uniting, kind of having, you know, that moment. So that's, that's certainly interesting. Where do we go from here? Uh, you know, is she uh, Sister Abigail or is it somebody else? Nikki Cross is still around. Maybe we just haven't seen what's going to happen with Nikki Cross yet. You know, maybe Alexa Bliss is going to pull her in. So... Only time will tell as far as that's concerned. Um, move over to AEW. Cody and Brody. You know, Cody Rose has come back with the slick black <laughs> hairstyle. And he's set to get a rematch with Brody Lee, I believe. Um, but, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's a lot of things when I look at AEW. Some things that's just... Like, I haven't been at a point where, oh, my goodness, I got to make sure I watch it. And I, I don't know. I think that it's a force of tag team wrestling. I think it feels like they're trying to force something. And it's not nothing that. And, and I, I, So I like tag team wrestling, but I don't have to have it. You know, the Usos, the. New Day, Street Profits. But it's been a long time since, and I think maybe because all the makeshift tag team matches I've seen in my later day, right? That we've seen so many like thrown together tag teams where when I was younger, you saw real tag teams and then you saw those makeshift matches every now and again. And granted, wrestling was different. Wrestling, 
And at one point it was only on Saturdays, but it was like an hour long. It wasn't like we had so much wrestling. So that's just where I'm at. But, you know, Cody and Brody, we shall see. Um, that was really the only thing that really got my attention. I know Jer- Jericho took on um, one of the um, one of the guys from the sh- um, oh, man. Uh, I'm about to call. I can't. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Private party, and that's interesting. But I'm I'm wondering how big of stars can they be? Uh, you know, when you look at them, they can wrestle. But when does it get to a point? And this is this is my observation. When does it get to a point where the masses don't see them as spot monkeys, but storytellers? You know, I did like when the guy went out there and told Jericho, like, you know, everybody hush. I'm going to, you know, he's going to deal with them. So that's what I want to know. When can they go to the next level? When can they be tag team champs? So we shall see. Um, <laughs> and then moving on, you know, uh, NXT TakeOver is coming up. Kyle O'Reilly taking on Finn Balor this Sunday. I'm going to be honest with you. This isn't one of those takeovers where it's like, oh my goodness, I got to watch. Now, let's understand the state that we're in. We're in. We're in this time where they're competing against the NBA Finals. Sunday Night Football and Baseball's Playoffs. So, and the WNBA Finals. So, understanding that, maybe it's not fair for me to judge this, but I'm just not, like, into it just yet. And that's just me. Are you excited for NXT TakeOver 31? You let me know. Because me personally, I'm not. And maybe it's because of all this stuff. I'm a huge Laker fan, so I'm highly invested. That's the reason why I didn't do a show, didn't record a show Wednesday night, because I wanted to focus on that. So, that's just where I'm coming from. So you let me know where you're coming from. But let's talk about the women. Um, first, we're going to start off with uh, Aaliyah Mysterio. Aaliyah Mysterio was, it was revealed that she and Buddy Murphy had been exchanging DMs. And after his match with her brother, she slapped her brother. So where are we going with this one? Uh, I was mad about the story of maybe she's not Rey Mysterio's child. Like, let's leave that. But this is okay. So I want to know where we go with this. What happens? Is is she going to turn on her father? Um, It kind of has Ryan Shamrock written all over it. If you don't know, go to your WWE Network, WrestleMania uh, 15. Look up. Start with. January, like right around the Royal Rumble and Ken Shamrock and Billy Gunn's rivalry and take it all the way to WrestleMania and you'll see what I'm talking about. But that's what this has. This has Ryan Shamrock written all over it. Um, Then we saw Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke make their Raw debut as they took on Natalia and Lana, I believe it was. I could be wrong. Uh, It shows you how much I was paying attention to (laughs) Monday Night Raw. Uh, yeah, that's I had it right. And it was victorious. <laughs> so you do have two ladies who are in the ring with, uh, you know, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, who kind of seemed like they may have been stagnant and they came together. We all know a lot of great teams can't form this way. 
the New Age Outlaws formed this way. Two guys who wasn't doing nothing. Um, the New Day, they was, said they was kind of like, you know, kind of in limbo. So does this mean we're going to get the same thing with Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke? If you want to have a legitimate tag team division, you got to have some tag teams. That's why I don't like the title being on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Because, again, who will beat them? It's not believable. The only person it would be believable, in my opinion, would be a team of, like, maybe Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And, you know, but right now, it's not believable. So, who knows? But, um, congratulations to them for the win. I want to know what happens. Um, you know, Natalia and Lana be, have been demanding that Nia Jax and Shayna be stripped for the tit- from the titles. So, maybe that will happen. You know, maybe that will happen. Maybe we'll see. You know, we do have tag teams. I just think we got the titles on the wrong people. I also don't think the Iconics should have been broken up because I don't really see Peyton Royce or Billy Kay right now as being legitimate contenders for Oscar. <laughs> so, um, but Carmella has revealed that she's untouchable. So they had this lady on TV for these past weeks and now we see it's Carmella. And... It's cool, you know, evolution, right? It's good to see what, but where do we go from here? Is she going to be a wrestler? Is she going to be a uh, diva? Where do we go from here? That's what I'm interested to see. So, but I'm going to take another break before I go around the net to talk some of the news in pro wrestling. Um, As I take this break, uh, make sure you tune into my other podcast, Breaking Through the Glass Ceiling. This week, I have one communications expert. And when I say communications expert, folks, I'm talking about somebody who is an expert in public relations, journalism, media relations, uh, social media. You know, she is that. And that is the one and only Miss Karina Parks. Here's a preview of what you can catch on this Sunday. I decided to start my own business when I was working at the agency um, for two reasons. One, I still had a love for sports, but as we just alluded to, I was working in more of a corporate realm. So I wanted to build my own company where I had an opportunity to still do sports and pursue that sports PR path that I wanted to originally, but I still needed to work at that particular time. And the reason, the other reason that I started it while I was at the agency is because it was a very small business and I was working for a woman who actually, she created that company and she built it up. So I was able to see that and kind of get a little bit of exposure to entrepreneurship. And then in addition to that, when you work for an agency, you do have to have an entrepreneurial spirit because you may be working with different clients doing a variety of different things for each client and you have to juggle that and it's almost like each client is its own little business so to speak and then you're still responsible for helping bring in new business for the agency so all of that i feel prepped me for the ability to open my own company and i really felt like at that point i can do this all right i'm back can't wait for you guys and gals to hear that episode with Miss Karita Parks. We had a great conversation. Even had a conversation about Odell Beckham Jr. 
you missed it, make sure you check that out. So, um, it's time to go around the net. Around the net brought to you by B Waters Productions. If you're looking to get an event filmed or high quality pictures, you want professional quality, simply go on Instagram at B Waters Productions and visit www.brianhwaters.com to book B Waters Productions for your event. So, around the net, make sure you check out B Waters Productions on brianhwaters.com. We're going to start with WWE and Twitch and Cameo and all third party organizations, folks. A lot of people are upset, but the truth is the truth. The WWE says, okay, you can keep your accounts. Hand over the logins and give us a percentage of the money. A lot of people don't like this, but you got to understand, folks, it's a business. There are people who don't like, including former W, former United States presidential candidate Andrew Yang, don't like the fact that WWE wrestlers are independent contractors. But, and I know Jesse Ventura talked about this years ago. And he said if the government cared enough about pro wrestling, that Vince McMahon wouldn't be able to get away with this. And we all know him and Vince have that love and hate relationship. Here's what you got to understand. There's always fine print, right? Um, you know, it's always fine print. And in fine print, there's always something that you got to pay attention to with these contracts. Now, here is my personal take. Here is what I believe. And I could be wrong. I know that sometimes saying your beliefs is dangerous on the worldwide internet because people may say you look like a fool. But understanding that you sign over your, you know, not your rights, but, you know, your, not your life, but you understand, okay, this is who I am, but I'm representing this company as an employee. I can do certain things, right? I believe that there's a corporate stew somewhere. And I believe that corporate stew said, hey, Vince, you know, they're making more money on Twitch. What's this Twitch? It's this app and they do this, this, that, and the other. And I think, in my opinion, I've not been told this. So there's no need to say, oh, somebody said this. No, I haven't told, you know, I haven't been told this. And I've only shared this thought with maybe five people, five to ten, seven people in group chat. But I believe that somebody snitched because they were jealous and they wasn't getting a lot of money that some of the bigger stars were getting. So they got upset. That's just my thoughts. That's my thoughts. But you have to understand. So for those who do not know, in broadcasting, you ever notice that you never see crazy, well, no, what the world may perceive as crazy hairstyles. You ever notice you never see a news anchor with blue hair? Or a black news anchor with a huge afro. Did you ever notice that? Sometimes you rarely see them with full beards. That's because when broadcasters sign their contracts, they have in the contract, there's wording on keeping your look a certain way. Keeping your likeness a certain way. And why am I qualified to speak of this? Well, if you don't know. I am a member of the National Association of Black Journalists. Yes, a host of a professional wrestling show is a member of a National Association of Black Journalists organization. I've been a member since, since 2013, folks, so I know what I'm talking about. 
I've been to courses. Like, I'm not just one of these podcasters that sat up here, watched wrestling so much, and decided, guess what? I want to do a show. I'm, I'm not. Matter of fact. Matter of fact, right? Let me show you something. I got books <laughs> to prove TV and radio announcing. You want to know funny, funny stories? This was the class, the real Dwayne Allen I met in. This book right here. This is the class we met, folks. So that's where um, the Wrestling Rome was born. Here's another book. <laughs> you know, these are communications books right here. Air words. Shout out to my boy. I believe me and my boy CJ was at Writing Broadcast News Age. Media management. You know? Um, writing. Uh, mass media. So, yeah. Uh, I just want to make, make sure y'all understand that when it comes to... Oh, here's another book. <laughs> Actually, I'll give you two more. These... <laughs> All right, these are the last books I'm going to pull out. Sports writing, the handbook, and sports journalism. So, these are books that I have. So, that lets you know, I'm not just a quote-unquote mark doing a podcast. I've studied this, went to school for this, and have... I'm not going to pull out my degree because it's all the way over there, but I have a bachelor's degree. I say that to say, I understand that in broadcasting, that it's legitimately true. If I was on a local news station, they would probably tell me that right now I have to cut my hair and cut my beard. Therefore, it's because when you sign a contract, these are the stipulations. So fans are getting upset about wrestlers not being able to have twitch that right quite frankly has nothing to do with fans um that the wwe is making the wrestlers give a percentage of them which quite frankly has nothing to do with fans they don't understand the business they don't understand the contracts that's what's in the contract that is why folks things are that way it, fair or not that's not for me to judge that is between the Independent contractor and the employee. The independent contract argument has been going on with among certain people for years. However, when you're a wrestler, or though, however, for some people, they have been wrestlers and they want to get to WWE and they want to perform at WrestleMania. Guess what? The opportunity comes, they sign their contract. So they know everything that's going on. So quite frankly i'm not gonna say i don't have sympathy for them i'm saying that it's simply not my business to criticize either party i'm just stating the facts the facts is that these people have signed a contract and that's between them their lawyers and their employers so um speaking of nxt where it is they're moving to the performance center um folks i'm gonna tell you straight up we're probably headed for a wrestling bubble soon. Uh, the coronavirus, and I'm not about it. So for those who do not know, I am a communication specialist for one of the largest um, research and education entities and institutions. 
I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this coronavirus. The fact is that it's still unknown. And as the temperatures drop, look for a bigger spread. As I record this Saturday at 1.52 p.m., the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots game has been postponed because Cam Newton has the coronavirus and Chiefs uh, quarterback on the practice squad has the coronavirus. We already know about the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. So what I'm saying is, this is October. Look, when we get to November, December, as the temperatures drop, I am expecting for the coronavirus to spread more viral transmission. So please wear a mask, you know? And if you look at my mask, guess what it says? WTDM, wear the damn mask. Shout out to Victor Newman of the Younger Wrestlers. <laughs> so make sure y'all just wear your mask, folks. It's you know we already know about WWE Hall of Famer uh, Donald Trump. He is currently in the medical facility because he has coronavirus. Wear a mask. And last but not least, I got I, 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 Bully Ray. Bully Ray says MJF could be as big of a star as The Rock or John Cena. He talked about on Busted Open how MJF is great on the microphone and he's good in the ring. He just needs to work with better people. He even went as far as to say that if he was in the WWE and they didn't tamper with him, they just let him be MJF, he could be a huge star, and he used Chris Jericho as an example. I got to agree. You know, um, obviously, Bully Ray has more wrestling experience than me, but from what I've seen, I'm looking at MJF, and I'm like, this dude is a heat seeker. He knows how to get under your skin. Now, you saw when we was talking about the documentary, right? Around this time where this is being filmed, this is a time when MJF was in CZW, Combat Zone Wrestling. During that time, uh, you saw it. You saw the it factor. MJF, when he put those his gear on, he was a totally different person. You know, it would even say, look, if we out there, you know, I'm going to be, you know, a, a butthole. I saw that. I saw him in, in, w, in MCW. It's funny because I went, he was an MCW. Dude didn't even know where the hard cam was at some times. But you see the progress. You see how good he is. And I think when I listened to him on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, it really made me a fan because one thing in wrestling I can appreciate is when somebody really embraces their gimmick. One of the people I really like, his name is Aaron Stevens now, but he was Damian Sandow. When you see him, he was like, it's may I. You saw him embracing the gimmick. That's what makes Chris Jericho great. That's what makes The Rock great. When you look at Dwayne Johnson on Instagram, folks, he's still The Rock. <laughs> you know, he looked, he's, he's still, he got that swag. John Cena has that Cena-like swag. Roman Reigns is getting to that point. So that's what I like. So yes, I do see MJF as a number one heel in the future. And it's quite disappointing, honestly, that he is not the AEW champion right now. 
But folks, that'll do it for this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I know it got to you late, but better late than never. Thank you for joining me, folks. Uh, as we get ready, um, you know, we get ready to start my Saturday, to be honest with you. But I had to go ahead and drop this show. Make sure you go ahead, like us on Facebook. And, of course, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, folks. Please help us get a thousand viewers. I mean, subscriptions. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about it. You know, oh, another thing I got to talk about. Why, 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 why are y'all giving Dave Meltzer any credit? Why are, it's 2020. There are other insiders you can pay attention to. I cannot stand when that Bammer always decides to discredit women. We saw, or you listen to Conrad and Bruce Pritchard's show, he just always went in on Sable. Now, one thing I can't stand is him talking about a black sister in Bianca Belair, talking about she can't run like that with the hair and all this other stuff. They had to basically, he was trying to say he was forcing a gimmick. Now, my brother Corey was a track star in um, uh, track star in high school. He said he knew about Bianca. He knew. He knew how legit she was before WWE. So, hearing him discredit her, sure, she had the gimmick, but guess what? Was you doing the same thing with Mr. Perfect? Was you saying the same thing about Mr. Perfect when he was making the shots? Even when they said they thought they was going to have to cut the camera angles, but they had to tell him that the cameras wasn't rolling, he started hitting the shots. Was Dave Meltzer doing that? No, Dave Meltzer always has a problem with women, and that's what I have a problem with. Quite frankly, Dave Meltzer needs to be canceled, folks. Y'all want to cancel everything. Cancel, as my girl Amber Rodriguez said, cancel culture exists in everywhere but pro wrestling. Dave Meltzer needs to be canceled. Stop talking about the women and discrediting them. He did it to one of the Iconics. He's doing it to Bianca Belair. He did it to Sable and countless others. Dave Meltzer, canceled. And that's the bottom line. Folks, I'm out of here. Thank you for joining me this week on Break It Down with Brian H. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.